I love technology. I love gadgets. I love new things. I'm what the, what the people call an early adopter. I thought it was early adapter. Whatever. I'm that. <laughs> if things happen, mm-hmm. I adopt it and I adapt it. Okay. I do all of it, but I do it early. Okay. That's me. And I can't, there's something that I have a love-hate relationship with and I don't think I can get behind it long-term. Okay. And that is texting using voice memos. Now, no. yeah, what? <laughs> I love how we both say, now. No. We've been around each other for way too Our friend, Laura Lee, was the first person in our circle to do this. So if you would text her a question and say, even if it was just like, hey, how are you doing? Or how are things? Or how's the move? Or whatever. You would get back a voice memo and it would be her voice. And she's saying, oh, things are blah, 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 blah. Right? Mm-hmm. Which I think... And it, when when she first started doing it, I was like, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't like it. I'm texting you. If I wanted to hear your voice, I would call you. Yeah. But I, I don't want to hear your voice. I want to text. But then, I don't know, if you're sitting at home, I guess it's fine. And it's certainly safer if you have to listen to your messages in your car, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with it, I guess, in a personal setting. But professionally, I hate it. I actually um, almost did it this morning. I did do it this morning. I was texting someone and a voice text was just a better explainer and I didn't have time to get on the phone and I was walking somewhere. So I was like, okay, this is what I need to explain. I'm walking and talking. Here I go. And yeah. just dumped it. And it was great. It was super effective, super for efficient. You, for you. It was super efficient for you. But think of the recipient because this is how it burns me. Well, I only sent it to someone that I knew was a voice texter. Even if you're a voice texter, here's the, the, the problem with it is I have, we have a couple clients who enjoy the voice text. Mm-hmm. And the problem is they send business stuff. And so Kelly's going to think you're talking about her. Kelly, we, <laughs> the car mom is one of our clients and, and she and I were voice texting yesterday. So it's not about you, Kelly. I don't think her and I have ever voice texted. No. So, okay. So I, the problem is. If you send something work-related, that means in order to listen to your message, I have to stop what I'm doing. I have to listen to your message in its entirety. And if there are actions in there, I have to take notes from your voice message. If you send me a text and you ask a couple questions in the text, I can scan it quickly. If there's something I can respond to quickly, I'll Mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. And if there's something longer, I can either flag that in my head, like, oh, come back to that later. Or I'll cut and paste the text and email it to myself so it shows up almost like a to-do item. Yeah, I think that this is a boundary issue for you. And I feel like you, if that's not the way that you best receive things like a to-do list, then you are responsible for saying it to the other person. Like, I don't think it's the other person should just assume that you're not available or don't do it because I think a lot of people do. I think you should say, hey, um, either say, hey, can't talk. Can you shoot me an email or say, can't listen right now or whatever. And that kind of sets the the tone for how, you know, because as far as anybody knows, you don't have a preference either way. So if you have a preference on, and that's in anything in life, just be honest about it. And I, say, life would be so much easier if people would operate. I mean, I have a whole line of bracelets out that people can refer to. The WWJD, what would Jeff do? Bracelets. Oh, uh-huh. 
And I think that if people could just live their life honoring that bracelet and that phrase, what mm. would Jeff do? Then my life would become infinitely infinite. Inf it would become so much easier. <laughs> yeah. We'll all collectively get right on that. WWJD. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful for text messaging. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for baby monitors. I seriously, it's only been, what, like three days. I miss Ellie you and Ellie so much in the mornings, not waking up with you guys. And I am really only apart from you guys for like four hours while you're both awake, maybe five. But this, like this morning, I just was missing you so much that I turned on the baby monitor and I listened to you guys in your morning. And it and was you eavesdropped on us. I was eavesdropping on you. Um, you need to be careful. Because I don't toot in front of you, but I'll toot in front of her. And I don't need you catching that <laughs> on the baby monitor. Poor Ellie. I did hear you guys talking, though, about something about you were showing her a fox or something. Was she trying to read a book to you or there was like no. an animal? She ha she found um, there's a puzzle that has animals in it. Yes. And there's always one animal missing. Like when the puzzle's completely done. That's one thing I've learned about having kids. When something is 90% present, it is now complete. So there's nine, <laughs> right. out of, nine out of 10 puzzle pieces are in. That's a complete set. Yeah. If the little thing, like she has like little cutout numbers that fit into a thing. If the seven's gone, it's fine. It's just, mm -hmm. that's just what it is. Because the seven will turn up. It just, I don't know how it happens. It like leaves. It goes on a sabbatical or something. Mm -hmm. Then it comes home. Um, but she found the fox, I think, underneath her her changing table or whatever. And she was, it's the cutest thing. But for whatever reason, when she finds stuff, she brings it to us. Like yeah, we, she shows us. Like, she's like, hey, she does it with like, if there's like, a, you know, things that I feel like kids would normally put in their mouth. Ellie's like, uh-oh, I better tell my mom and dad. Yeah, I need to report this. Like a little, like like one of those little metal hooks that you put Christmas ornaments on. Like she's like, picks it up very delicately and she's like, I don't think this should be on the floor. It's dangerous for me. Yeah, she it's is so what cute. moms on call refers to toddlers as she would be a rule follower. Um, So I would like to share a story that happened to me like 30 years ago, 25 years ago. And I think about it. I didn't realize it, but I think about this story in this experience probably once a month that I have for my entire life. It happened right at the beginning of my radio career. So how like, old were you? Like 20? I was probably, I mean, it, it was in Boston. So I was... Tw early 20s. Okay. And uh, there was a guy, the, the general manager of the radio station. It was one of those situations where I had been hired to come in and produce 
the morning show and I was making no money. Is this the one where they offered you a really horrible apartment and you were so excited because you thought you'd made it? No, that was in Herkimer, New York. This is Boston. This is Herkimer. This is big time. Got it. Okay. So, so I go to I go to Boston, but I was still making no money. I mean, I was broke, broke. Like rent a room. I was renting a room in a house with like three other dudes that I didn't know. Yeah. Like, um, there was like an hour away from the radio station. So I was, but I was a sponge. Like I was trying to learn as much as I could, yeah. you know? And so I assumed that the general manager of the radio station uh, had no idea who I was, mm-hmm. you know? And I ended up at, in the copy room, at the same time he was. And I didn't talk, I, like I said, good morning to him, but I didn't strike up a conversation or whatever. And then he said something to me, like, how's everything going on the morning show? And I felt like a, if that was the only thing he said to me, I would have felt like a million bucks for a month. Right. This guy runs the biggest radio stations in the city of Boston, and he acknowledged my existence. And he asked how the morning show was going. He asked how I was like, yeah, how I enjoyed living in Boston, whatever. He asked me a couple of questions, like maybe about my parents or whatever. I was on the floating on the moon. Then he says, I would like to give you some unsolicited advice. And I'm not singling you out for this. I give this advice to every young woman and every young man who crosses my path. And this is going to be the most important advice you ever hear. And you're going to think about it until the day you die. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and I said, okay. And this is what he says. There are four words in the English language that you should never say in the same sentence. No matter what. I said, okay. Wow. And he says, those four words are, I don't know how. And I said, okay. And he's like, brilliant. he says, if right now, This, if I'm standing here in this copy machine or whatever it was that we were waiting on, I think it was a copier, but maybe it was a printer, whatever. He goes, if this printer screeched to a halt and and a puff of smoke shot out of it, and I look at you and say, I'm waiting for a really important sales report, could you fix this and then bring the report to my office? Do not say, I don't don't know know how. how. You pretend to know how. Because I'm going to walk out of this room and then you can, you can pull the cover off this thing. You can look underneath the hood. You can start shaking the thing. You do whatever, plug it in, unplug it, all that stuff. See if you can fix it. If not, you can go find someone to fix it. But as long as you're in my office in the next 30 minutes with that printed out sales report, I'm going to think you're a hero. If you say, I don't know how, he says, I'm going to think that you are unmotivated, that you're unwilling to learn, and that you're lazy. Yes. He says, never ever, ever say that sentence. I have made a career (laughs) out of not saying that sentence because I've worked in like talent management for, since I was in college and a lot of my jobs since I was probably like 20 have been, yeah, uh uh-huh, for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it's totally fine. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. And Because here's the thing, when you're like, well, I don't really know how to do that, whatever, that puts a responsibility back on the person that delegated it to you, as opposed to that person just thinking, yeah, it's handled. Yes. 
It's handled. And it doesn't matter what person is out of your orbit. They don't. And this was like. It's like the um, Devil Wears Prada where she gets tasked with getting the Harry Potter book. Yeah. It doesn't matter that she had to call in a favor to a person that she just met who then had to call in a favor to mm -hmm. the to the you know artist who was designing the cover or whatever. I know that movie way too well. I was just about I? to say, I'm very impressed. Yeah. It really, that is a great movie. I will watch it's that. It's a fantastic movie. Every time it comes on. Anywho, all that matters, and this is what's important, all that matters is that you deliver to the person who asked you they don't care if you had to call in other people to get it done. Right. They don't care if you had to run back to your office and watch YouTube videos on how to fix printers. Right. Doesn't it, That doesn't matter to them. What matters is that it got done. And I think, and this applies, this, if, if, this I mean, I, I don't think I would do this if I was a surgeon. Like if you're like a pediatric cardiologist surgeon operating on the, heart of a one-year-old, don't do this. But <laughs> even if you're like to any other job, like if you get a phone call and it's the manager of the, of the McDonald's you just started working at and they're like, we're shorthanded. Can you work fries today? And you've never worked the fry machine in your life. You're like, yeah, I can. Yep. I'll come in. I'll figure it out. Yep. It's fries. It's grease. What's the worst that can happen? Third degree burns? No problem. I'll figure it out. So I, it, it popped into my head. Now like, I want to share That's that. Great. I can't believe that you and I have been together for like almost a decade. We've been married for five plus years. And I did not know that story. I don't know how. Never say it. I have a crazy story to tell you. Here is the crazy story. I feel like we should have story time music because every once in a while you run across a story that just needs to be retold because it's one of those things where you're you're just you just have to tell people so other people can be like, oh, my gosh, I have a crazy story time. I'll tell it um, later this week or next week. OK, do you want me to write down one word in the name of being? Yeah, it's, a, it's buried treasure near my dad's house. OK, buried. Treasure. That's all. You don't have to write near my dad's house. There's okay, not a lot you'll of remember it. I don't have a whole lot of buried treasure stories that I'm pulling from. If you forget, I'm going to laugh so hard. Okay. So I have that written down because I am staying organized. There's a guy that everybody loves. He is a car salesman. He unfortunately has cancer. And, you know, he has a wife. He has a family. All of his colleagues love him. Just a likable, nice dude. He is on his deathbed, so he calls the people that he is closest to to surround him in his like on his deathbed, where he tells them that he has had a secret for 50 years. Oh, no, this isn't one of those situations where he had like a family in Houston and a family in Chicago, is it? Yeah. OK, so. He for 50 years has been a wanted fugitive in one of the largest bank robberies in history in Cleveland, Ohio. So he was on the lam. He was on the lam for five zero years. And he has a wife. He has kids. So I'm thinking like, how, how does this happen? And like everybody in the community loves him and he's like never done anything wrong. The guy doesn't have a parking ticket. He doesn't have a whatever. Like everybody, they said they almost didn't believe him, his family, 
until the FBI comes like knocking at their door. And it's like, so we've been investigating this, whatever. And they're like, oh, actually, we did hear about that. But we kind of just thought he was crazy. Right. And they're like, no, no, no. He stole like what's the now equivalent of like $1.2 million like from a bank. Oh, is this the guy who um, did he work at the bank and he just walked out the front door with it? I didn't get that much into the details, but he said, he's like, yeah, I think it would be really easy. He took like $215,000 in cash. Um, The crazy thing is he, so he had a girlfriend at the time and like he ran away. Then he thought the statute of limitations was up. So he like wrote her a letter saying like, Hey, I'm going to come back all of this stuff. But then he was indicted. And then that went out the window. He never talked to his parents again. He never talked to his family again. He just vanished into thin air, moved to a different city, met a woman, married her, had a child, had a normal life, had a job. None of his friends, family, child, or wife of 40 years knew his big secret. That that is something what's amazing about that is that is something that will never be possible again, ever, ever. Like they can, I mean, I've watched enough, enough SVU, like they can get DNA off stuff you touch. You know what I mean? So now they would have like 50 years ago, you rob a bank, whether he was, whether he went in there with a gun and said, this is a stick up or mm-hmm. walked out the front door. Um, there's surveillance, like there's high def surveillance photos. There's cameras on every other city block. So they would be able to see exactly where his car went. Every yeah, there's move, no train way. ticket, plane ticket, boat ticket, all of that. Everything is traceable. If he used his credit card anywhere, all of it. Soup like he would get caught. Probably even the cash well, is probably somehow traceable right? and the by cra- the serial numbers. The crazy part about this is they were never able because he died and he didn't tell anyone any details or anything. The FBI doesn't know how where the cash went. They don't know if he invested it and lost it. They don't know, like they have zero idea what he did other than what other people know about him, which is his normal life. So his behind the scenes thing, like no one knows. And he never had contact with any of those people in his life. Again, the part that I think, I think it's an unbelievable story and it's definitely something like, you know, like talk worthy. What really bums me out. I mean, okay. The money, but is that his parent, his mom died never knowing if her son was okay. Yeah. And I can't imagine that kind of pain. Um, and how do you reconcile that? If you're like, if you, you know what I mean? Like you had a life before me and Ellie, like what if in 30 years you were like, Hey, by the way, I have this huge life altering secret. Okay. Now I'm dead. And then Ellie and I are just sitting there like, uh, eh, it's a, ba- it's a, it's a bank robbery. It's you think it'd li- be different if it were like murder not, or yeah, something? It's not a life altering secret. It's, he was a kid when he did it. It was dumb. So yeah. Crazy. How weirded out would you be if you had a double life, um, incredibly weirded out and not allowed? How weirded out would you be if you found somewhere in my, like my dresser or something, a notepad with a list of every fight that we've ever had? Like every argument. I would be would it, would like it, a WTF because you are so not a scorekeeper. What um, would it make you think that I am starting to document things for a divorce? Probably. A woman wrote into an advice, one of those advice columns. Yeah, it's not a column anymore. That all happens on the internet. <laughs> and uh, 
the person who gave her the advice, like the, the, the host or whatever, I don't know, gave the worst possible advice. This woman finds in the pocket of her husband's jacket a list of every fight they've had for the past year. The woman giving the advice says, I wouldn't worry about it. He probably just documents things to work out his feelings. Um, <laughs> BS, especially for a guy. Right. Absolutely not. It's not like, like if he was a journal keeper, like if he was one of those people who who wrote for five minutes every morning or did something like that. That's one thing. But to have a list hidden from your partner with a list of every single fight. Yeah. On it. You're not working out your feelings. You're storing ammunition. Like, yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. You're storing ammunition for something, whether it's a mega blowout fight or a divorce. Right. It is not healthy. That's not journaling. That's, that is against everything you and I believe for in marriage. Like we believe you do split the small stuff. You address it when it comes along. And then you trust that the other person's going to carry their load with with your honesty about what's wrong, uh, as opposed to just sweeping it under the rug for a really long time. Um, yeah, that is not good. That would lead to another fight. You'd have to write that down. Keep it simple. That's my advice. If you are trying to get any guy to do anything, I'm not stereotyping here. I'm just saying I've been a guy for over four decades now. I know how we work. And if things are too complicated, we are not interested, especially if it's something complicated that somebody else is proposing. So if you're trying to get your man to take better care of his skin, tell him about Caldera Lab. Three simple steps. All you got to do is wash, moisturize, and then before bed, use the Caldera Lab Magic Serum, named by GQ as the best natural face serum for men that's going to help with dry skin, oily skin, just skin that's getting older and has seen some things. Caldera Lab can help you refresh the skin that you're in. So, guys, Get involved in Caldera Lab. It's as easy as one, two, three. Ladies, give your man a gentle hint that he needs to take better of his better care of his skin. Caldera Lab, C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com slash upside. You'll get 30% off your purchase. That's the best sale of the year. CalderaLab.com slash upside. Meal prepping can be difficult, and especially right now, because you never know what the grocery store is going to have in stock. ButcherBox makes our lives tremendously easier. It's a subscription service that takes the guesswork out of finding high quality meat. They source their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and more. Here's what I love so much about the butcher box meat we get shipped to our door. They send you between eight to 14 pounds of meat and they pack it fresh, but then they ship it frozen. We always have high quality meat in the freezer, so I won't have to change our meal based on what the grocery store has in stock. And that is one less decision I have to make in my busy week. So cheers to that. For a limited time, ButcherBox is offering new members a great deal for the new year. Sign up at butcherbox.com upside, and you'll receive the ultimate New Year's bundle in your first box. This deal includes ground beef, chicken thighs, and pork butt. That's more than seven pounds of meat added to your first box for free. Get this New Year's bundle before it's gone by going to butcherbox.com upside. 
Look, it doesn't matter to me if you're going to do one of those whole new year, new me things. You don't have to have a big change at the start of the year, but I would recommend using the turn of the calendar as a time to reevaluate your underwear. Is the underwear you're wearing in need of a change? If so, please consider me undies. I've talked about this on the show before. I don't do it at the New Year's. I do it at my birthday, but I replace my underwear. If you are in need of some new undies, me undies has you covered. You can refresh your underwear drawer and refresh your life with super soft socks, undies, and bralettes that come in everything from classic to adventurous prints. You can build a collection that not only makes you feel comfortable, but also expresses your personality. Keep the refresh going all year with a me undies membership to subscription that's going to send you new styles right to your door every month. With site-wide savings, with exclusive sales, you're going to end up paying less for everything. MeUndies has a great offer for Upside listeners and for any first-time purchasers. You get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. To get that 15% off, to get that free shipping, and to get a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Upside. That's MeUndies.com slash Upside upside. Here are my three random things. A set of twins were born 15 minutes apart. That's no big deal, right? Except they were born in two separate years. So cool. I love when this happens and it happens like, I feel like it happens once every year and I love it. Uh, it's a set of twins. Alfredo showed up at 1145, which makes his birthday December 31st, 2021. Mm -hmm. And his sister showed up at exactly 12 midnight on January 1st, 2022. So, so cool. And it's awesome that they get separate birthdays. Yeah. So they get a back to back parties. Uh, my second random thing is if your child refuses to listen to you is super stubborn and uh, all you want to want to do is argue with them because they are uh, the most stubborn kid you've ever met, bite your tongue and be proud of them instead because Children labeled stubborn, defiant, rule breakers. Often, were all of those you when you were a kid? Because it sounds like a list of Jeff Dollar. I don't think I was stubborn. As a kid? Yeah, I don't think I was. You're very stubborn with authority. I don't think I was. Ask my dad. I don't think I was stubborn. Mm. I think it was great. Um, those kids grow up to earn a higher income. Oh. A more rebellious childhood nature was associated with higher adult income. And my third random thing, uh, when you're making returns this year, you are not alone. When all is said and done, $120 billion, with a B, dollars worth of gifts will be returned, which is going to be a record for this year. People are saying- um, That's crazy. The reason people are uh, making returns is because of- the circumstances of the world for the past couple of years, people look at their home and their house differently and they don't want it filled with stuff that's unnecessary. Wow. So if they get something, um, they're more inclined to say, yeah, I'm not going to use this or I want something different. And they take it back. I also read an article um, that not remember, I think we talked about this on the show that target, I had a t-shirt that I needed to return mm -hmm. and target, um, just told me just to keep it. Yeah, you did instead of shipping it back. That happened with like, I bought the run, one size wrong onesie for yeah. Ellie and I bought it from target.com. And when I went to go return it online, 
like I went to process the return and I completed it and they're like, oh yeah, don't send this back to us. You can just keep it. Yeah. That's, um, that's something that's happening more and more with other retailers. Every item for big retailers has a return value assigned to it. You and I will never see it. I know. I want to know what it is so bad. Those are my three random things. Every once in a while. So Jeff and I pick a show or pick a whatever and we watch it. So we finished Sopranos. Now we're on to the West Wing um, in all its like early 2000s glory. And I'm into it. I want us to be better about like watching things that everyone's into. Like you agreed to watch White Lotus, like, cause everyone was talking about that. And I'm glad. And I feel like as a show that has like one arm in like pop culture and what's going on in the world, like not newsy, but just like know what's going on that we need to do these things. Right. Everyone that I know is talking about don't look up. And I feel like we need to watch it just for the sake of being able to converse with other human beings. But and I Jeff is like, eh, I read the thing. It doesn't look that interesting. But even like, you know, like one of my coworkers yesterday was like, oh my gosh, have you seen Don't Look Up? Like, it's so fascinating. And every time I get on social media, someone's posted about it. It, I feel like we have to watch it. But I don't think it, I, I don't know. I mean, if we have to, we have to, but- I feel like when new shows come out. It's not a show. I think it's a movie. When new movies, when new anything comes out, there's always like a ton of either very positive or very negative hype. And it's overwhelming, like right at the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's never as many people as you think watching it. It's definitely like a pop culture point of conversation though. And the reviews are neither positive nor negative. Like most of the ones that I've seen are totally neutral, but it's like, wow, that's really fascinating. And the word fascinating to me, means that maybe you would find it interesting. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word UPSIDE to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff. We have not yet talked about this month's show close, but it's being very well received, which makes me happy. Yeah, everyone's loving it. It's Betty White. Um, It's Betty White talking about The Upside like the upside overall, not this show, but she was a huge fan of our show. Yeah. She listened all the time. <laughs> um, and I'd like to say, you know, she, she, I'd like to say to that, thank you for being a friend, Betty. Um, thank you for being a friend. Yeah. That joke has been done like 75 oh. times in the past three days. Uh, and That's I, why I, didn't I think she was, um, sitting down with Queen Latifah. Does Queen Latifah have a talk show? I think, think at one point she did. It looked like a talk show setting and it looked like Queen Latifah. I should have done this research beforehand, but um, she was asked, what piece of advice were you given that has stayed with you your entire life? And Betty White attributed this to her mom and said, always look for the upside. Um, Don't focus on the downside because there are always 
uh, even in tough times, there are always lessons to be found in the upside. And it's met with a round of applause. And I thought that that was super appropriate because one, she's talking about the upside and two, it's Betty White. Hey guys, it's Cindy. Jeff, I just wanted to tell you that I so much appreciated your pep talk this morning. Um, you are perfectly correct. Um, all of those things really hit home. I wanted to add a couple of other perspectives that helped me a little bit, um, or I hope will help me in the new year. One is um, that you're always only just one choice away from moving in a better direction. And so, um, you know, if you've had a bad week, a bad day, a bad month, whatever, just focus on the next right choice, the next right thing. Um, anyway, I just wanted to say that. Happy New Year, you guys. See ya. I married a clean guy. He always puts the seat down. He gets regular haircuts and he even gets pedicures and he waxes his eyebrows. That is right. Jeff Dollar enjoys taking care of himself. And honestly, I love it too. Whether you have a guy like Jeff that loves to stay clean and fresh or a guy you want to be clean and fresh, Manscaped is a great intro for you to make to your partner. Manscaped is a global leader in the below the waist grooming. And while I know we just finished Christmas, Valentine's Day is coming up. Jeff loves the performance package 4.0 and here's what's in it. You get the lawnmower 4.0 that has technology that reduces cuts and nicks, and it comes with a spotlight so he can see what he's doing down there. It also comes with the crop preserver, the crop reviver, and their ultra premium body wash. It smells amazing and it's infused with aloe vera that will keep his skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. Kick poor hygiene to the curb in 2022 and gift him the best tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code upside20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code upside20. 20. It's a new year and it's time for a clean, fresh start with Manscaped. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Emily. Um, just listening to you guys talk about resolutions and habit stacking and trying to be 1% better each day. Um, there is a book, Jeff, that I think would be helpful to you. It's called Atomic Habits. Um, you could listen to it or you could read it, um, but he's all about that, uh, about being 1% better than you were the day before and about... Um, habit stacking. So if you already have one good habit in your life that you do and you want to try to implement something new to better yourself, you stack it with that good habit that you already have in place um, called habit stacking to hopefully get you on the track to good new habits. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully that will help you um, reach your new goals for the year. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Hey guys, on today's episode, you're talking about being like 1% better and um, my principal one year did this whole campaign called um, 212 because at 211 degrees, water is just hot. But at 212 degrees, water is boiling. So the point was with that one degree more of extra effort, you can go from just being hot water to being boiling water. Um, and that always really stuck with me about, you know, it's just that little bit more extra effort can take you from, you know, just being kind of eh, okay to being really on fire and boiling and like meeting all your goals and stuff. So 212. There you go. Bye. I'm listening to today's episode. It is Tuesday, January 4th. Um, Jeff, I love that you opened today's episode with your pep talk because I completely agree with you. And I've been actually had this mindset for 
for quite a few years now, and I feel like there's so much pressure on day one of the new year to just completely flip your life upside down and, you know, grind up chia seeds and blueberries and, you know, go for a five-mile hike. Like, it's just not realistic. And I really think that we need to change the meaning of of New Year's because it really should be about reflection and not execution. And we don't need to put so much pressure on ourselves because ultimately you cannot change your life in one single 24-hour period. Um, and then you just kind of start the new year off on a bummer. Like, I think everyone just should reflect and focus on their blessings and, and what they're hopeful for in the new year and just call it a day, right? It's just today. If you decide to run a marathon on May 4th, awesome. But anyways, love you guys. Happy New Year. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Victoria in Greensboro, Georgia. And I listened to the episode where you talked about writing down all of your worries on the piece of paper um, before you go to bed. Um, My husband and I did something a little bit similar when we um, go on vacation. As our eight-hour drive to the beach um, goes by, we get to a certain town and we say, we're leaving all of our financial worries here. And we make a point, a conscious effort, to not talk about any more um, financial problems, drama, concerns while we're on vacation. The next big town we come to, we're leaving all of our family drama here in Macon, Georgia, (laughs) as we go to the beach. All the family drama, all the disagreements we have about family, we leave them in Macon. Um, And it's just our way of clearing our minds, relaxing, letting go all the bad things, and really trying to focus on positive, good things in each other as we... um, once we get to the beach. So um, enjoy the show and a shout out to my friend Robin who recommended you a couple of years ago. So I appreciate all that you do. Bye. Always try to look at the upside, not the downside. Mm. Look at the positive side of stuff and try to make it work. If you're feeling blue or if you're feeling down, there's got to be something that's going right somewhere around you. Right. Yeah, right. and it's really, right. it's worked. It's worked. 